Good morning. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> we never know quite how long to wait for the advert to stop. But welcome on this beautiful sunny Friday morning. I've got a sunny, stripy, very, um, actually it's attracting the flies, this yellow. <clears throat> are you I describing this, is... this for people who are listening by yes, podcast? I'm wearing a summer yellow. I've gone for, yeah, you have. And white striped top. I've gone for a sort of pastel coloured Coca-Cola retro 80s Miami Vice style. We are your style gurus. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I can't get my glasses on. So whether you're listening on podcast or watching us on YouTube, Welcome. I think my sister Dina is here. Hi, Dina, Dina. How are you? And actually, that's a good point for me to remind you guys that the Curly Cooks of Croydon this Saturday is going to be live at seven o'clock on YouTube. We are making Mexican food in honour of Father's Day weekend because it's Mark's favourite food. So we're not talking chimichangas. I'm cooking you my chimichanga, baby. Are we talking fajitas? We are talking fajitas. Are we talking, talking, talking burritos? <clears throat> We're not. Let's stop. Are we talking guacamole? It's getting boring. Um, it's not nachos. <laughs> it's not just cheese. Um, yeah. Oh, you'd love an avocado and mango recipe, Dina. Can we do a salsa kind of thing with avocado and mango? Faith Goodman would love one. I will look into that for you, Faith. I will see if I can find a really lovely. Um, ripe mango. Have oh, you... say ripe mango again. Ripe mango. He didn't say it in the same way. What are those really beautiful mangoes? They just come out just at one point in the year. We get them from Tooting. They're from Pakistan. Pakistan. They're just so beautiful. They're brilliant. We need to try and get those. There's one chap. He brings them in from Pakistan. Dean, are you going to be in Tooting? <laughs> Could you get me a mango? I think you need to give us a little, little moment of singery songery for people. It's a Friday. It's hashtag fuck off Friday. Can we have hashtag fuck off Friday? Should we do hashtag fuck off We love our little jingle. Hashtag. Now, you can probably hear the buzzing bees of, of nature in the background, and it's really fucking annoying me. Mark said to me just before we went live, he goes, I can't do this. It's literally this. getting, it's doing my mental health in. And I, that's no exaggerating. And that exaggerating? Exaggeration. So anyway, just for you guys... Shout. Too late. That wasn't. I hit my beat. Fuck Friday. Okay, try and do it. Try and do it once more. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. That's Anna Natasha. That's Tash. <laughs> Don't shout too much, Mark. Babe, babe I like shouting, and okay. you curtail my volume all the time. Okay, it's up to you. What do you mean it's up to me? It's just helping it's you. Totally I'm, the one who, I'm the one who listens to podcasts all the time and knows oh, exactly what babe. I find irritating. Oh, babe, we're not changing coffee moaning. That's the tail wagging the dog. People come mm. here for total insanity, unpredictability, and hardcore news. <laughs> It's Friday. So we thought we'd lighten the mood. We thought we'd talk about kind of funny things. We thought we'd talk about light things. And to be honest with you, there's no really important news at the moment. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have quiz of the week at the end. Uh, yeah, in terms of, uh, yeah, so they've got the, just in terms of some sort of admin, we've got Curly Cooks, 7pm. The link is already there. So if you fancy chin wagging amongst friends, you can drop in. You can use it as a chat room, the live chat, which is quite nice. Um, the, uh, no, the Coffee Morning Saturday papers will be at the same time in the morning. Um, and you will be seeing the second part of the cupboard, cupboard gate, 
uh, which, of course, you know, things just take go to the next level because, of course, Dina walks into the room, and as we know, Dina doesn't pull up punches, does she? <clears throat> and if you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, this is our family reality show that goes out on our YouTube channel. And I think it's safe to say that we're probably Britain's worst DIYers. Uh, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. What I, What's funny is that whenever we do stuff, Nadia goes to this strange place of saying... No, 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 we need to... I mean, what we what happens is what happens, and we film it as it happens, but you sometimes go into this weird place where you go all serious and want to do it properly. Because <laughs> you I'm can't always, do it properly. I'm always, I'm always hopeful we can do it properly. I just want you I to get a decent-sized drill, Mark. I've got a great drill. Oh, not drill, screwdriver. I've got a fabulous screwdriver. What do, do you want a screw? Can I show them the screwdriver you bought? It's the most pathetic what? thing you've ever seen, right? So anyone who saw... The disaster that was the cupboard without a bloody electric screwdriver. It's not there, babe. So then eventually buys one. What the hell it's a is that? Pocket rocket. A pocket rocket for what? What can you achieve with that screwdriver? No, don't start playing with screwdrivers, Mark. That's dangerous. <laughs> oh God. Well, I hope you get a hole now in your shorts. I really do. You deserve a hole in your shorts. Oh, that's maybe fancy a screwdriver. <laughs> you know, like oh, a good, old, really a good nice. old fashioned vodka screwdriver. We used, that's what we used to drink by the you pool. You are getting me aroused, it has to be said. <laughs> We've frozen there, does not matter? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it matters if we have frozen there. Have we frozen where you are? I don't know. That's a brilliant screwdriver. Thank you. It's a great size. You can get into little nooks. No, nooks first and job he had, which is the the chest of drawers that have been there for almost a year, he couldn't get couldn't screw them because the screwdriver was so pathetic. Babe, do you know why I got the screwdriver? No, because you thought it was bigger. Just like no, when people no. buy things on Amazon no. and they think it's a full size something. It's curious. It's curious that the handle is bigger than the top bit. But um, no, this gets into all sorts of nooks and fannies, crannies. <laughs> oh God, he's really bad today. God, you're going to drive me mad. Nats, can I just a little be a little bit honest with you? Oh, People God. come here for no. a little bit of kind of you know surrealism, silliness. Yeah, because they don't live with you. Drink your water and shut up. <laughs> Okay, so what are we going to talk about today? Bottomless brunches. So, Mark, this I've was really weird today. You said to me, no, what was it? how did you pose the question? Said, you What's said, a bottomless brunch? No, you didn't. You said, have you heard about these things where people like drink until they're like broken? And I went, because where they have breakfast. I went, do you mean a bottomless brunch? You was like, I didn't know this was a thing. It is a thing. You do know it's a thing because it's it where it it, it can't, hails from in New York. Was, was that when we went to that nightclub brunch. the morning after and had yeah, brunch in that, that place? Would go, that's that would that's go. That's the start of the bottomless yeah. brunch. Okay, well we're talking about it's that. It's funny because now when I see bottomless brunch signs, I realise, oh my god, this just seismic gap between who I was and who I am. I just like, see, yeah. I see bottomless brunch now, and what I see is a headache at four o'clock and tearful at nine o'clock because I was anxiety hangover. Yeah. So, but I went to see Judy Love in her um, her stand up show the other day, and she did a hilarious set on bottomless brunch and how everybody arrives all because it's very sort of how can I describe? Is I think. It's not like it is in New York, where it's quite so cool. Here, it's become a bit like cupcake. You know, it's the cupcake 
brigade. Let's go out for a nice bottomless brunch. And Judy does this whole thing about when you turn up and you're all looking lovely. Oh, see. And then by the time you leave, you're punching people's face. Okay, well, let's trying to get trying to get your last glass of prosecco in because you paid X amount right. for the whole. Brunch. Okay, well, I still I still don't understand it. Don't <coughs> so you go and you have. Hang on, yeah, let's talk about it in a minute. I'm just running through what we're going to talk to talk about. Oh, sorry, I thought so. We'd reality TV is bad for you. I've just put reality for some reason. Um, reality TV is bad for you. Living funerals, we are going to do that because we were we were going to do it yesterday. And actually, like you said, Nads, it, I'm kind of pleased we've had a bit of time to think about it. Um, and something called white people food. Very food. funny. White people food. This is a bit like the Kumars. Do you remember the Kumars mm. used to kind of have a really plain colour? Otherwise really... dubbed as the lunch of suffering of the Chinese, <laughs> which I think is, is hysterical. So um, I just want to change this. Okay, so sorry. Jump. So we're going to go back to bottomless brunch. So just explain. What well, do you mean cupcake brigade? People are, people are starting to give us good stories now here on their bottomless yeah, brunches, which is what we hope for. Look after things from now. <clears throat> um, well, the, in that it can it can all be a bit twee. You know, everybody dresses up. It's quite a, oh, it's right, quite a girl fit, more of a girl thing, I ah. think. And you turn up and you're all looking lovely and you're going to have this really shushy Sunday where you're going to sit and eat and drink because it's all included, so your Prosecco... So it's all about like, alcohol? Well, it's called a bottomless brunch, I think so. Well, it could the be bottom... bottomless food. No, don't be so stupid. Yeah, now you're just being stupid. Hang on a minute, what I don't understand is, is oh that people God. are kind of... Want... No, no, I mean, look, no one understood the hair of the dog more than me, but is this a sort of state sanctioning of the hair of the dog? You're just thinking about this too. What state sanction? I think I know what I'm experiencing here. Are you I, experiencing I know, no. that you need to go upstairs and fucking no, lie I down? No, I know what I'm experiencing here. Oh, God. Deep, deep jealousy. <laughs> deep, unrivaled jealousy. Mark has been sober for 18 years. Oh, <laughs> so I'm that's sorry. What, that's what I'm actually feeling. Oh. Oh. That's why I keep asking okay. about it. Well, let me tell you I feel how... vaguely tearful. So let me tell you how bottomless brunch would have ended up for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, tell me. I would have left you. <laughs> <laughs> you, would have lost your, you would have lost your job and none of your kids would talk to you anymore. That's right. what, oh, what okay. happens when an alcoholic goes to a bottomless brunch. But actually, you don't even need to be an alcoholic to go to a bottomless brunch and have well, that kind of a devastation. Bottleless, a bottleless, a bottleless, <laughs> bottomless drug. No, I, I and just... On a, and on a sunny day, yes. it's very dangerous. You know, right. so places like that we know, like down, you know, close to us where they've got the sitting out bits. Yeah. So people go, oh, bottomless brunch, oh, lovely, let's sit outside. And it's now 10 o'clock and you're having like some yeah. pancakes and bacon and a few Proseccos. But then you're still there at bloody 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, right. 2 o'clock, and you're still drinking Prosecco. Can you imagine how shit you're going to feel? There's some fantastic yeah. TikToks out there of people trying to get home after a bottomless brunch. Lots of people here thought it was food. Lots of people here thought the bottomlessness no, of it referred no, to food. No, 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 it's booze. Okay, well, this is a piece. Uh, the, the reason I'm talking about this, this was a piece that popped up, and I did. I was reminded of when we were in the uh, what's it called, the Meat Packer District before it was anything much in uh, in New York, and we got really uh, we went. Well, we didn't get drunk because I wasn't drinking, but we went to this really neat sort of bar place. Clearly, people were coming from clubbing; they were going straight in. It was like a sort of morning after the night before kind of hangout. And, and, and that's what I was thinking. But apparently it's got to the point now where it's all about strip teases, projectile vomiting and ambulances. And this piece asks, has the bottomless brunch gone too far? Well, I think so. Honestly, look it up on, uh, on, on TikTok. See some of the Hell's films. Hell's Kitchen, yeah. But I think, you know, let's be honest. Let's be really honest about ourselves as Brits. We ain't great with drinks. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean... We're really uncalled drunk. Look at certain parts of Spain. I don't know those cool drunks. And you can see. Look at per, 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 certain parts You're all right. over the world. <laughs> all over the world where, people, where Brits go and they drink. This is much an American thing, I think, I believe, I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, and from what I've seen in where we've been in, I'm mean, okay, and you, you've got to admit, New York is a posh place in it to go to, but it, it seems very, it seems very, um, what's the word? It's all quite classy, the brunches out there. Yeah, but we don't do classy, nah. the Brits. Even when we think we're classy, we're fucking not. You know why? Because when we open our mouths, we talk like this. We're not... I really I don't, like, I'm so, I haven't had any, I've had one, Just and I'm really frustrated that I can't go to a bottomless brunch. Yeah. Okay. Because listen to these it ones. sounds horrible. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Let's put it into context. Yeah. Where is Who's it? Lucy, Lucy Miller. Miller. <laughs> Hang on, no, May Edmondson says, 100 Wardle Street is awesome for bottomless brunch live saxophone players. Oh, well, well tell us about that. Is it nice to people go and have a nice time or can are people go? crawling out of the toilets? Can we go and people, we can we can vlog me shaking like a leaf. Dina, are you still here? I bet you've got a story about bottomless She's probably brunch. at a bottomless brunch right my, now. My sister, oh, there we go. Dina. Oh, they're crap. Oh, bless you. So, Dina, tell me honestly, have you had a really good or really bad experience with my sister Dina with a bottomless brunch? <laughs> Sorry, Reese Roberts. Went to a dim sum bottomless brunch a few months ago, Carnaby Street, and was basically seeing triple. Had <laughs> <laughs> to sleep for a few hours. This is what I mean. It's dangerous because it sounds wonderful. It's, it's. I am going through a hashtag fuck off Friday drinking, can't drink. Envy. No, but listen. To no, I'm actually, listening. it's important, isn't it? Because, like in in um in recovery, they teach you first thought, second thought, first thought. Oh wow, bottomless brunch! Oh my god, that sounds amazing. What's the second thought? What we're seeing here? People crawling home. People seeing triple. I don't know. I'm still getting high at the moment. Zoe but... says they're awful. They're so dangerous. Oh, Zoe then ends up on espresso martinis that you then have to buy, I presume, because. And what is going to be the quality of that booze that they're giving you for Right, food? so some of the ones that we've got in London, there's Jazz Brunch, as someone's just said on Wardle Street. There's Hip Hop Brunch, Drum and Bass Brunch. Then there's Boonga Boonga, <laughs> London's Covent Garden, which is famous for its Buff Brunch. Features a male strip show with pancakes But you see, we've side. gone so British with this. We've gone crazy. There what? are axe-throwing bottomless brunches because plastered people lobbing heavy weapons is a good idea. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. London, for example, has literally hundreds of bottomless brunches on offer, more pubs and restaurants jumping on the bandwagon. So is this not a socially sanctioning drink even earlier yeah, and earlier it in is, the day? Yeah, it is. It's to get people to start drinking early in the day. It is sanctioned. Yeah, it's sanctioning. It's like, oh, but we're going for a... That's what I mean. Oh, but we're having a cupcake. Well, that cupcake's going to be like 2,000 calories with all that cream on the top. But it all looks very pretty and it all looks very lovely. And brunch, yeah. bottomless brunch is kind of... It's kind of packaged in that way. Right. There, well, there I want more, more stories. Who's yeah, yeah. had? Let's let's let's, let's remind Mark here. that it's better to be. <laughs> I thought it, lots of people saying they thought it was food. Oh, there's, there's one... a puppy yoga with a bottomless brunch. Oh what? my god! Puppy... puppy yoga with bottomless brunch. May Edmondson. There's one in Camden that looks good. It does Jamaican food and R and B music. Every single thing that's being said sounds delectable. We see that lots of food and <sighs> and. Music and wine, why not? But it's the bottomless because I'm always really, really suspicious. Dina, Mark, put that. I've got no other way to get high. It's my bottomless brunch. It's Bosch. Um, do you want to like... do the Friday quiz now and sounds... then I can just go away and you can just have time on your nice. own? We're bantering. 
Zoe, I have a best friend who is obsessed with bottomless brunches, and when she says let's go to one, I'm like, oh God, I always know how they will end. See, that's it, isn't it? God, it would have been a dark, slippery slope for me. I have never been to a bottomless brunch, says Laurel Nichols. And the thing is, I think most times it's Prosecco, and as we know, Prosecco is the most vile drink. It gives you the worst hangover because they put the most chemicals oh my in God, it. look at this, Mark Davis. I've been to some of these and the last one sent me into a fever and I suffered liver failure. It isn't no. safe at all. You're joking. <laughs> I, would, sorry, I I'm hope laughing. you're joking. I'm not liver laughing. I would never failure. do it again. I mean... I mean, that's thank. I, I need to hear things like that because that, that, that makes me not sort of envious. Yeah, Jackie Valino, you say you don't have to overdrink, but that is easier said than done because there's this whipped up atmosphere where it's all okay, you know, and and it's, it's it goes on so long, and you paid you pay quite a lot, so people are wanting to get their money's worth. And I bet the food isn't very good often, so I bet you, people are going, oh, well, it's not much, is it? Well, let me get. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Let me get my money's worth What's with you? my booze. Do you think it's about sort of breaking the rules and, and bit the taboo and just... And, and oh, it basically oh, sanctioning alcohol. It's never bottomless. It's two hours. Oh, like a happy hour in the morning. Ah. It's a late morning. So you have a... Well, with most restaurants now, actually, you have a two-hour sitting day. Yes, that's right, actually. You're right. Judy said that in a set. That's why everyone starts going mad at the end. Because you're coming to the end of your two hours, so everyone's like binge drinking. This... I would have been expert at this. Back in the day. But what, so you would have had no friends, no I know, I know, I know. I know. Okay, okay, I've, got, I've got all of that. I get it, I get it. This is it. Zoe says, yeah, two hours, but always ends in an extension. So then you ah. start buying your espresso. Oh, my God, it literally landed on the, on the phone. The flies it, This is like a Rowan Atkinson scenario, isn't it? Okay, well, there you go. I didn't think uh, bottomless brunches was going to be... Well, let's stick with food. Dina says it's a con. Right, just wait there. Oh, God, here we go. Oh, my God. Mark... You're not going to oh, get it. You bastard. Sorry, guys. There's one particular one. It's just like Rowan Atkinson. I, I just thought... Sit down and I'm put sat that... down. You nearly smashed me in the face with that. Put that down. Ah! I'm not kidding, Mark. Stop it Lip, now. Don't touch, don't touch my screwdriver. <laughs> Please don't touch my screwdriver. It's all I've got. I can't go bottomless no, I'm going to do more than touch that screwdriver. Well, I hope you will. Talk like that. You're right. I'm going to electrocute you. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. I'm... Ah! <laughs> no, no, don't play with that. Put it down. This escalated really quickly. Put that down. This, I, this, that really hurt. Good. Look at my glasses. How many times have I told you to not pick up that screwdriver? It's dangerous. That escalated. Why, where, where have we got here? <laughs> For anyone who's listening, we're now, in a, we're now in, a, in a Pulp Fiction standoff. You've Reservoir Dog standoff. Oh, mate. Oh. Just so you know, just out of vision here is a bottom of, bottle of Pilgrim's Gin. <laughs> right, come on, get on the side. Again, that looks incredibly attractive, doesn't it? it? I think I'm having a bit of a... I think I need to get to an AA meeting, guys. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about the lunch of suffering. This made me roar with laughter. Social media platforms inundated with users amused and bemused by things such as cold sandwiches. There's a trend in China uh, where people are eating or recreating what they call white people food, poking fun 
at Western pack lunches with extraordinarily plain ingredients. So this is like a, a, a square sandwich with ham and cheese. And this is really, so they're taking the piss out of how bland but, our food but, is. But I love this because when we went to China, we actually couldn't believe, because Chinese food in China is nothing like in China. Have you read a menu And the amount of things, like, do you remember when we had donkey foreskin or something? No, it wasn't donkey foreskin, babe. It was. We ate. It, it was. What I didn't like about the menus in China was they made no effort to kind of disguise. What no, it was eating. just. It is a. So donkey. it was like pig's yeah. anal tract. Yeah, yeah. It was just like that. So I love this. I love this because it, this is the great thing about people looking at other people's cultures. They seem completely yeah, absurd. Perplexed. It was like the Kumars when they used to do. Can I have a really, really plain, <laughs> really bland, bland curry with no flavour? I that love this. That used to make me howl with laughter. So one tip. Top user says, white people food, let's break it into three parts. They said, part one, it has no spices because it doesn't prioritise any enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> Second, it involves little, as little preparation as possible. Eat it raw. Eat it as a whole thing. Don't break it up into pieces. And oh. third, it's eaten at work or school. God, when you break it down like that, how functional. Yeah, we must look like just weirdos. Weirdos. I must say, when I look at a packed lunchbox like that as well, I think, oh, my God. Well, there is a different... You can either have a one... A ham and cheese white breaded sandwich can either be a wonderful thing or it can be the driest, right. driest the thing in the world. It can be one of the most beautiful things ever. Um, social media platforms Weibo and Zhou Hongshu have been inundated with photos and reviews of cold sandwiches, <laughs> raw carrots and canned tuna. <laughs> Um, the trend has also been pushed along by a viral video of a woman on a Switzerland on a train in Switzerland simply eating a bag of lettuce with ham and a packet of mustard. That sounds I would quite do that. Elaborate, that. I would do that. That's so funny. This is you, Dina. Look, look. When I first came to Australia, I saw a woman who bought raw sliced mushrooms and sat down and just ate them. I was dumbfounded. Oh, I love this. This is so funny. I love this. You should do a, you should do something on your Instagram about uh, you know lunch of suffering. That is good. But it is that idea that you, you've often talked about how we take no joy culturally from our food. So it's like, yeah, the simplest ingredients, the blandest of flavours. I mean, Maddie showed me a meme the other day that was very funny, which is about drunk people. You come home and you don't go to the, you don't go to the fridge to prepare a meal, especially drunk men go to the fridge and they find blocks of ingredients. So you'll get a bit of cheese and you'll just eat it. And then you get a bit of ham and you'll eat it. And then you eat a bit of bread, but you don't think to put all the bits together. But even if you did, it would still be boring. I would. This is not resonating with me. No, 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 but that's my point. I think a lot of people don't. Um, what's your lunch of suffering, guys? We've done really exciting brunches. Oh, Minky Moo had a chicken butt on a stick in Thailand. A chicken butt? Oh, a chicken butt? Yeah. I think it meant butty. A chicken butt on a stick. Um, and Joe Osler, it's taking me a while to like eating sourdough bread. Why does it have to be so sour? Faith Goodman. And the thing is... You'll be glad to hear this. Look into it because a lot of these sourdough breads are a complete con. They're no better for you. We found this out from doing the Zoe test. Oh, yes. So it's not just about any sourdough bread is better. So you might be, you might find you're forcing yourself to have it and you could just have what you actually really want. Faith Goodman's just literally taken me on a traumatic flashback to yeah, a lunch feet. I had to avoid in, uh, in China, which was chicken feet with the claws. We uh, had that. But it was soft chicken feet. They're cooked to the point where they're a bit jellified. Yeah. 
See, I'd rather go for a boring... But, but don't you love this? So that we would say, oh, that's so awful. But the Chinese were like, so hey, excited about dry it. bread with just a piece of ham and raw I had a bowl of chicken feet thrust on my face with such enthusiasm. I, I didn't know, I, I ran. We did spend a lot of time. And, you know, I we're ran. both quite adventurous. We spent a lot of our time Couldn't in China go just go, oh, my God. Do you remember where they had, and in one restaurant, they had deep fried... It was something like Some of it was sea. So no, do you remember it was something like deep fried sea monsters? Yes. Because I held one up to Maddie and she was scared shit. They find weird shit in the sea and they fry it. Did you see that? Well, but but you know what? There's an honesty it to like, it. Yeah, no, no. There's it an honesty to it fish. because we are so funny. It's like yesterday, Dina made this beautiful salad. Um, a friend of mine came around for lunch and there were flowers in it, and we both like, oh, what can we eat the flowers? She said, yeah, just eat the flowers, and it's like. If you think everything, we eat potatoes. Yeah. We eat potatoes. We eat, but suddenly we'll go, oh, a flower. Can we eat a flower? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, if you're eating an animal, you're eating an animal, no matter yeah, yeah, what yeah. part yeah. of it it is, you know. And that's why they don't dress it up with a different True. name. Uh, just finally on this, because we'll move on, because we want to do the living funerals. I love that skit on Goodness Gracious Me, says Mickey Moo, when they go so out for an funny. English. Yeah, Very that's funny. it. Who's that? Who's really, really bland. Linda Fissett has generously on a Friday bought 20 memberships. So oh, that's A kind random of bunch you. of you are going to get a load of memberships, which is which means you can watch the No Name Sunday show, the cataclysmic, the wondrous No Name Sunday show. And Nanny Dye is going to be doing a, uh, a little members live with us this weekend. Got something to surprise her with, haven't we? And Somewhere. Nanny Dye says, somebody just saying that they had chicken boiled or something in Vietnam. Nanny Dye says, where was she when she said they Hong would Kong. eat the chicken? Red, like a steak. Yeah, in Hong Kong. She used to, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't like that. Okay, so I'm just going to finally get rid of strip teases uh, for Bunga Bunga brunches. Um, Dawn French revives the Vicar of Dibley character to honour her terminally ill friend at what's called a living funeral. Um, pretty much describes exactly what's happened. And, and I think you can get, guess what this is, a living funeral or a pre-funeral. Some, uh, an event that's held for a living person, but, but pretty much someone who's, who's got, you know, uh, life expectancy is limited, so that they can celebrate their life with family and loved ones. This is kind of like at the opposite end of the spectrum of the thing we were talking about the other day where the guy faked his death mm. and funeral to kind of trick people into some kind of acknowledgement. That was his argument. Uh, this is more a sort of doing the thing that we were kind of talking about, which is cherishing, perhaps... Um, while the person's still Talking there. about remembering, mm. celebrating, well, yeah, whilst the person's alive. And, um, and I remember years ago when Nanny Thelma, who talked all the time about she's about to yes. die. And so we, I was chatting to her about... And I was kind of like winding her up because she was very abstemious, wasn't she? Very abstemious. And I was saying, oh, I'm going to have like... I'm going to get an ice sculpture and we're going to have caramel baskets and we're going to have a jazz band just to wind her up. I was being funny and she went... I'll never forget it. She went like this. She went, oh, I want to be there. It was oh, a really I do. sad We've moment. got it on tape somewhere. Yeah, yeah, was... And I just thought, and ever since then, I thought, why do we wait till people are dead to have the funerals? But that's why so we'd anyway... always go down and make sandwiches for her and eat them in her lounge. Yeah. You were so lovely with my nan. Oh, you even really though were. she was a madam with me. Oh, she was absolutely. I love she old was an absolute people, madam. But I love you, old you, people. You, you tran Nanny, Nanny Thelma never liked to see us in person. She much preferred to see either Nadia on the telly or us on social She's, media. What are you doing here? Well, I don't want you here. I don't want to watch, watch you here. I want to watch you on the telly. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. Mm. We used to go into places and she'd go, could you just be a bit more Nadia Sawala so people <laughs> know it's you off the <laughs> television? And she used to go, oi, look, it's her, Nadia Sawala. Oh, so she looks a bit rough. Because <laughs> I haven't put my makeup on. Oh, can't you do something don't. with your hair? Oh, don't. She goes, let's face it, Nadia. 
Without your hair, you're nothing, really. <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't mince her words. We run to fat was her other one but, about oh, the Adelies. But she, God, she made me laugh so much. But, but anyway, so yesterday when this <clears throat> topic came up, I, I loved it. And it, Christine Halenga, <clears throat> I've met her a number of times. Actually, I met her, who, who's the woman's, who's living funeral it was. I met her. Oh, have you? Many times, oh, yeah. right. First time I met her was um, at the Best Bravery Awards. My God, I don't know, 10, 12, 13 years ago. Very young. She's an identical twin, very young. And she was, at that point, dying. She had been given, she'd been brushed away. You know, this idea that breast cancer doesn't happen to young women rubbish so anyway she had got very advanced cancer by the time she she got seen mm. and she'd been given just a couple of years to live and they mm. said to her you know she want, i remember she saying that she wanted to have her legs her eggs harvested because she wanted to have children and the doctor said well you won't be here to have children i mean mm. just brutal she's an extraordinary woman she started up copperfield that's her charity which i did i did mm. the trek for them a few years mm. ago yeah, and um she has filled her life my god and she has ferociously just gone after every possible treatment <clears throat> she's a great one for living the life that you want right now i remember i said to mark yesterday i remember years ago when I'd done a podcast with her and I was saying, oh, I, she lives in Cornwall. She moved to Cornwall and I said, oh God, I'd just do anything to live in Cornwall. I'd just do anything. And a number of times she would drop me notes and say, so what are you waiting for? She's got this whole thing that people wait too long to do stuff when you're living mm. that way. Anyway, she has been through it because it went, I think, to her bones at one point, to her brain. But here she is, 15 years later, and my God, she's packed that life. So mm. it must have been an extraordinary event. Mm. And and um, Dawn French recreated her Vic of Dibley role. Yeah, 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 she absolutely. stood in the pulpit. People danced. There was neon light. It just looked amazing. So when we saw this yesterday, I was like, oh my God, yeah, that's so amazing. I'd love that. I woke up this morning. Mm. I said to Mark, I don't want a living funeral. Yeah. He said, why? Well, I goes, I think I'd be a bit embarrassed. I said, I'd be like, A, I don't know enough people. B, I'd be like, oh, God, everybody's got to say something fantastic about me. C, I'd be looking at them to see if they felt a bit forced to say something nice. D, you can go to a funeral. At, don't worry, I'm not going to go through the whole alphabet. I was about D, to say, it's just... <laughs> the way things are now, you could slip into a funeral of somebody you didn't really like. Sort of bow your head and get back yeah, out. Yeah, I've talked about that. But I don't if like we get into it. this, where you've always got to do a living one, you've got to go well, in and say something. I don't think it's about having fantastic. to. Well, well, no, I've been yeah, yeah, no, I'm agree. being silly. Um, if you can um, hear that noise in the background, it's Toffee having, it's Toffee having fun on my yoga mat. Um, yeah, no, I, when you said that, I paused and I thought to myself, oh, I don't know. i tell you the thought that I had, which is a kind of almost stupidly and slightly, what's the word? Not inappropriate, but it's quite a dark thought. My thinking about it was, if I was terminally ill and it was a living funeral, I'd feel very strange. I'd feel very strange about it ending and then what happens next and how that time functions. I, I don't know whether it would 
potentially accelerate some kind of mental health crisis shortly afterwards. I or, think you'd have to be extremely strong. Like I had to deliver strong. on the promise, which is die. Well, like we know those, we know somebody, I can't remember who that person is, we knew that through a party. Oh, no, no, this was a person in, in LA. They had a living, it was a living, they invited everyone and they actually did a sort of they dignitas. The, no, assisted. but we actually know somebody that knows, it. it's not that one. Anyway, and then they went off up into the, the party Whilst was in the woods. Whilst everyone was there. And then they went off up into the woods and took some pills and 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 died and i said to mark i think that would be for me the saddest way to go to leave it's like the worst fomo to leave everyone at the point where you've got the moat and the partying i just don't think i could do that yeah yeah so i think often these things can sound good on paper but actually i i really would feel like i had to then deliver on the promise which but was, if it was somebody i really I really know, loved weird, weird, weird. right because yeah. we've all been to funerals where we've gone out of duty but if it was somebody that i really loved mm. i suppose it would be no sorry uh, no i've decided i don't like it okay i don't like it in any way i'm so glad we didn't do this topic yesterday i genuinely don't like it someone i think suggested it's a tad potential good trip lollipop if you throw it to yourself it's a tad narcissistic if it's other if others throw it for you it's a tad suspicious. oh wow that's a, a you're yeah. feeling very dark today <laughs> minky moo <laughs> no not minky moo that was a oh, good, good trip lollipop. Good trip lollipop. minky moo a mum i knew just did this she had a garden party she had been given weeks to live out of nowhere due to bowel cancer mm. she died last week but, but but i suppose ah that's an important point mm. so it wasn't a living funeral it was a party to celebrate life yeah. i yeah. think the living funeral thing is very yeah. tough isn't yeah, it yeah, absolutely um okay look i just want to do you know on. do you know what dina said the other day Could... she said she doesn't want a funeral there's this thing now where you pay this. ahead of time yeah. <clears throat> and your body just goes directly to somewhere mm. and then you get a knock on the door, the family, and they just give you the box. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my nan used to say, just take my body and throw me in the woods across the road. And, and Maddie used to be quite distressed. She's little. She said, I don't, I don't want, want to throw, throw nanny Maddie in the down. woods. She yeah. always used to say that. Okay. Uh, Two thirds of you couldn't attend your own living funeral, which is, mm. which is, which is interesting. It's interesting, isn't yeah. it? We did, Final, it sounded like a nice idea. Final story I just want to quickly do. Uh, what well, I would say is, though, Christine yeah. Halenga, whose living funeral it was, said it was without doubt wow. the very best day of her life, the joy yeah. and the love that she felt. And it made me cry when I read that. Do you that. think she arranged it or do you think someone arranged it? I suppose, I suppose if you're comfortable with it and it's a way of getting people she's, together. She's very much somebody that does things, just goes yeah. against the grain. I mean, <clears throat> I think. You know, in in a way, living for such a long time with that shadow of, you know, stage four, you know, no cure. You live life in a very different way because it's just... Yeah. I I don't know. I suppose in a way, often people... And of course, with everybody, it's different. She just chooses to do everything her way, which is... You know, um, I just wanted to quickly. It's my touch, sense of her. I just it? wanted to quickly touch upon this at the end uh, before I go on and take us all on the wonderful journey that is the Friday quiz. I'm so pleased things have calmed down. Where's my screwdriver guy? There is. Um, this is just something that was in the Rolling Rolling Stone magazine, uh, Australia, uh, and this is a piece on um, modern voyeurism, how reality TV is actually affecting our mental health a deep dive into our love affair with reality TV. Now, there are different types of reality TV, aren't there? There's things like Big Brother, Morning, there's things Tim. like Love Island. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. 
Um, there's things, but then there are things like, you know, something that we're hooked on, Vanderpump Rules and uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We can't Hills. go a night without Vanderpump Rules. It works exactly like a bunga bunga, what are they called? Brunch, what are they called? No, it doesn't. It no, works no. exactly it works like, like a large glass of wine at a the end of the day. Because it just numbs you out. But there's, there's a couple of studies that have been doing saying that actually it is potentially actually really, really, really damaging on, uh, uh, topic, on, on aspects of the viewer, such as things like aggression, manipulation, narcissism, etc. Schadenfreude, enjoying the idea of seeing someone who's perhaps got a better life than you struggling, and also the joy of seeing people who are coming from an ordinary life uh, achieving a life that they, they never thought they could have. So I think that's the idea that, you know, wannabes come into Love Island and then what comes out as sort of minor celebrities. And then you've got the other end, which is major celebrities brought down in their lives by whatever crisis, you know, hits them within Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, so, but I think, it, I think there must, there might be something in this. I think it's, you know, the suggestion is, is that this sort of stuff, these narratives that we watch, and I wanted to throw this thought at you. If, as you believe, um, around sort of traumatic horror films and all this kind of stuff. It can have an adverse effect on the development of children and, and anxiety and all these kind of things. By the same extension, would you, would you agree that this kind of television where you're sort of voyeuristically enjoying, not you, but one, voyeuristically enjoying other people's comeuppances or struggles or what have you, equally has a sort of damaging effect on our mental health and our behaviour? I think it really depends on the people and how you're watching it. I mean, we always say, don't we? We watch Love Island with our daughters most years. And out of it, we have incredibly good discussions, spotting out red flags, talking about green flags, talking about the way that people treat each other, talking about what's okay and what's not okay, talking about self-respect, you know. So we, we watch it and it's actually quite an educational thing at the same time, isn't it? It's yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, I mean... We had a very dark time at one point in our lives when we were watching, what's that awful one? The Geordie Shaw. Oh, God, that was odd. I don't know where we were in ourselves at that time. <sighs> I don't know. That was awful. It was a dark place. That was really awful. Yeah. But for me, generally, reality TV is pure escapism. And, yeah. And it is my glass of wine. I just want to just, just be... Zzz. But I, I don't, it's, I agree with a lot of what is said there. It's not very nice watching people having difficult times and yet we are drawn to it, aren't we, as humans? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, again, it, I, I'm, I, I don't believe about that, that, that thing that people have, oh, you watch stuff, you become this, you become that. But then at the same time... Depends who you are, though. It depends does what depend other influences you are, you've got going on in your and life. And I think it depends on the balance of material you're watching and also whether you're watching it, you Me know, too, watching though. it in a sort of... You know, curiosity way. But like, this is really interesting. Look at this. Meggie Say, I've not seen you comment before, uh, says, oh my gosh, I got so addicted to Housewives during lockdown and in the end I had to delete my subscription because I began to behave like them through a glass of water over my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but, but there's a direct correlation there, isn't there? Wow. Um, I uh, below deck, I love, I love all of them, but we don't have that glass of wine in the evening. It is our glass of wine. But it, there is very much a living vicariously, isn't there, through it? I mean, it, it's For odd. us, it kind of... You know how a lot of people pop open a bottle of wine, it's sort of the end of the day? We tend to do that with reality shows, don't we? Yes. 
But we watch a whole lot of other stuff as well. We watch really good dramas. We watch all the, you know... Yeah, all the... Yeah, yeah. Zoe, Zoe Agnew, you say it helped my mental health so much. I love the escape it gives me and zoning out into it. I must admit, it's the only time I do drain my head of other stuff. Yeah. And actually... I see kind of... it really works because yeah. it took me years to get him into it because you, you're, you're so in your head all no, the time. And the, and the other night, I, I was so exhausted that I, I fell asleep and poor old Maddie had to wake me up. It was weird. That's never happened to me at yeah. all. It happens to you a lot, but it doesn't happen to me. Um, Jennifer Winter, I love Real House but I so agree with that comment you read out. It makes me start to feel confrontational with people for no reason. Wow. It's interesting. I think I, I think there's something in this. I, I, I can see how it would do that. And it, it sort of perhaps encourages people to feel in their real lives that perhaps they're entitled to have a sort of as strong an opinion or, you know, sort of response to things as, as these characters do in these things. I don't know. It's interesting. Oh, it seems like somebody there saying... Oh, probably, yeah. Kitty's, we watch with the boys. No, mm -hmm. uh, we'll read that one. I can't see that one. There was somebody saying... Uh, she Kitty Graysbrook. As a 19-year-old, I find some reality TV completely boring and other completely gripping. I love Made in Chelsea, even though I know it's fully scripted. Love it for escapism and chilling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose the only way is Essex. It's the same sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there was somebody there as well saying that... Um, thank you. It was so nice to see a 19-year-old yeah, here with us. Yeah. Big hugs. Um... Where oh, it was just somebody saying that they watched Love Island with their sons. So I was I've never seen that before. So just interested what she <laughs> Lee, said. Lee Pitt. I was similar when I watched Game of Thrones. I felt almost medieval at times. <laughs> oh so God, I love funny. you. I miss but with you with a broadsword. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, winter is coming. Um, are you watching Love Island? <laughs> yes. I usually use Love Island as the moment to water the garden, and increasingly I'm now watering the garden less because I keep being sort of tugged in to sort of see what's going on. I don't know who any of them are, though, at the moment. So, um, so there we go. Okay. Well, let's do the quiz. Should we do the quiz? I'm off. Thanks, guys. See you at 7 o'clock live Saturday for Mexican Curly Cooks of Croydon. Well, Absolutely. our take on Mexican. Um, so, guys, if you're uh, not wanting to do the quiz, scoot skedaddle. If you are wanting to do the quiz, get a piece of paper, get, um, get, a, get a pen or a pencil, uh, and definitely get a screwdriver. Ah! Merc! Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, triple checking. It's guess what it is. It's the Friday quiz, in case you didn't know. And if you're listening on podcasts, you probably just heard a jingle. Yeah, you did. You heard a jingle. Um, OK, so let me just do this thing where I bring up a new window and I pop into that window the quiz of the week link. Um, and then pop that there and there and then back over here. I hope you're all getting your pens and papers. I've, sorry, I've just got a view. Yep, there we go. Okay, and Don't miss there, there we go. So, guys, quiz of the week. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. Friday quiz. That's what these programmes are good for, says Amanda Dixon. Just total escapism. I liked Selling Sunset, but it got a little bit limited. For me, I thought. I thought it kind of. I thought it sort of. It became a bit samey. I, I suppose it became a bit artificial. Uh, Andrew Crash, close that drawer. Oh, I know what you mean. It, it drives people mad, doesn't it? That. Okay, quiz of the week. Are we ready? Let's do this shit. So, of course, the aim here is to win. The aim here is to get as many as you can out of seven. Uh, you know, come on. How much have you been paying attention to the news this week? 
uh, and stuff that we haven't covered and stuff like that. Sometimes we've intercepted some of these stories, but you, the aim is to win. It's not the taking part, it's the winning that counts. Always remember that. Okay, question one. Uh, singer Beyonce continues to wow crowds on her Renaissance World Tour, including one fan she recognised after he turned up to five concerts in a month. But for what did she get the blame? What did Beyonce get the blame for? A, inflation in Sweden. B, rail chaos in Germany. Or C, the recession in New Zealand. What did uh, Beyonce get accused of, get the blame for? A, inflation in Sweden. B, rail chaos in Germany. Or C, recession in New Zealand. Hi, Dale. Hope you're well. Um, and here we go, running through. Most of you are saying, A, uh, some of you are saying recession. <laughs> Who said that? The country pumpkin is saying recession. Okay, lots of you saying A, Beryl McNally, Sarah Fox, etc. Yes, inflation. The singer began a world tour with two dates in Stockholm. The demand for hotels and restaurant meals contributed to a higher than expected cost of living increase. Wow. Imagine that. It's a bit like how, um, you know, the uh, coronation increased sales. It's that kind of that kind of concept. Question two. Climate activist Greta Thunberg said she would no longer take part in school strike protests outside Sweden's parliament. But why not? A. Action at high profile events was proving more effective. B. Criticism from internet trolls has taken its toll. Or C. She's graduated. Which would be quite a pragmatic and sort of literal reason, wouldn't it? Uh, presumably you didn't just do it because you were the student, maybe. Um, let's have a look. Uh, why did why has Greta Thunberg uh, said she's no longer going to do school strikes? A action at high profile events is more more effective. B criticism from trolls. Or C she graduated. Andrea Crash says because she's bored with it all. Country Pumpkin, Helen Groves, Christine Bett, May Edmondson, Alison Fisher, and Tim Reed sending you big love, Tim. Uh, are all saying she graduated. MeTube saying A action at high profile. It's C she graduated. Very simple pragmatism. Ah, this story. Question three. Four children missing since their plane crashed in the Colombian jungle were found alive after 40 days. We talked about this last weekend, didn't we? Having survived on jungle plants. But which of these was not amongst the plants they um, survived on? A, bacaba palm fruit. B, cassava roots. Or C, milk tree seeds. Hosepipe ban coming into Kent and Sussex. Need to water your gardens, guys. Um, which of these wasn't amongst the fruit or jungle plants that they ate? Bacaba palm fruit, A, B, cassava roots, or C, milk tree seeds? Emotional Urban Homestead UK, go and follow, please. Wonderful, wonderful little YouTube channel there. Um, she says, you say C, milk tree seeds. A, thomp. Hi, A, thomp. Thank you for all your kind words. Uh, you're saying C, milk tree seeds. Hardly any of you are saying cassava roots. It's actually cassava roots. Sadie C, it's not milk tree seeds. So they obviously survived on bacaba palm fruit and milk tree seeds. Question four. Question four. It was the biggest night of the year for the US theatre world as the Tony Awards were handed out in New York. But in which way was host Ariana DeBose's presentation remarkable? A, she did it without a script. B, she introduced all the categories in rap or C, there was no live audience to interact with. 
Which of those marked uh, her presentation of the Tony Awards as, as remarkable? She did it without a script, A. She, she introduced all the categories wrapping. Uh, uh, or C, there was no live audience to interact with. Glenda Jackson, yes, we, we discussed it on Popcorn Junkies. It's very sad, very sad, Glenda Jackson dying. Of course, Nadia's dad uh, performed alongside Glenda Jackson in a movie many years ago. I think the movie she won um, uh, an Oscar for. Um, Doo -doo -doo -doo. The answer is A. She did it without a script. Question five. Former UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson resigned as an MP, branding a committee of MPs a kangaroo court. Days before they found he had deliberately misled Parliament over lockdown parties. But what else did old Boris say? <laughs> did he say A. This is indeed a dark day for the United Kingdom. B, sinister forces conspired against me. Or C, it's the final knife thrust in a protracted political assassination. <laughs> Which of those did Boris Johnson say? Or did he say, take the bus, don't take the bus, get the bus, do, don't do the bus, take the bus backwards, get the bus, get the bus, don't do the bus. Uh, what did he say? A, this is indeed a dark day for the United Kingdom. B, that made me jump out of my skin. Sinister forces conspired against me. Or C, it's the final knife thrust in a protracted political assassination. Lots of you saying C. <laughs> Emotional Urban Homestead says all three. Andrew Crash says he picked his nose and ate it. Bleh, boogie. <laughs> boogie. Uh, it's C. The final knife thrust in a protracted political assassination. He does like a bit of alliteration, doesn't he? Question six. Sir Paul McCartney said he had used AI to help create a final Beatles record featuring John Lennon's vocals. He didn't identify the track, but music writers suggest it would be which of the following? A, Eyes of the Storm, B, Now and Then, or C, Real Love. Sir Paul McCartney said he used AI to help create a final Beatles record featuring John Lennon's vocals. He didn't identify it, but music writers have suggested which could it be? A, Eye of the Storm, B, Now and Then, or C, Real Love. I don't know. Caravan Trekking Turkey. How's that going? That sounds fantastic. Caravan Trekking in Turkey. Lots of you saying C, Real Love, but as many of you, such as MeTube, are saying Now and Then, Julie Beddows, uh, Fifi Chromac. Um, yippee is the right one, Now and Then. Anyone on six? Anyone on six? Anyone on six? I know MeTube isn't. Anyone here on six? A Thomp. You on six? Lorna Stewart, two out of five. Tim Reed, four. That's good. Rio Chap, four. Good Ship Lollipop, four. Emma Walsh, four. Faith, four. That's not bad, actually. It's not been an easy one today. Any sixes? Come on. There might be someone with six. Five. Helen Groves. Linda Fissett, five. Wow. Okay, I think that might be the highest. Caroline, Caroline Bushel, none. Um, okay. There were tributes to Marvel Comics artist John Romita Sr. Um, following his death, aged 93. But which of the following was one of his best-known co-creations? Uh, John Romita Sr. Was it A, The Incredible Hulk, B, Spider-Man, or C, Wolverine? Which of those was uh, Marvel Comics artist John Romita Sr.'s um, best-known co-creation? A, Incredible Hulk, B, Spider-Man, or C, Wolverine? Faith Goodman saying Spider-Man. Come on, baby, light my fire. 
I'm going to go and have a bunga bunga brunch, bottomless brunch. Bottom, I can't shake the bottomless brunch thing. It's just, it's, it, this, is the, this is how the mind of an alcoholic works, you see. It's such, this is how things can be triggering. Just the concept of the bottomless brunch is deeply an and a deeply attractive thought. Um, so there we go. Anyone? It's Wolverine. C. Wolverine. Final question for Wolverine. I don't think anyone will have got seven out of seven. And as I just said, it's the winning that counts. So none of you have won, which means none of you are winners. You're all losers. Go to the bottom of the queue. Loser, loser, loser. You're a loser. You're a bruiser. I'm a winner. I'm going to win. Even if I'm in prison, I'm going to win. Um, four out of seven, five, Wonder Woman. Three, I think anything from three and above is sensational. Anything from two or one or zero, you're going to have to go to a bottomless brunch and sort your shit out. Anyway, guys, seriously, have a lovely day. Have a great Friday. Don't get too hot. Water your gardens if you're in Sussex, Sussex and Kent because there's a bloody hosepipe band coming in soon. Six out of seven, Helen Groves. That is fantastic. Um, bye, guys.